live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Jeffrey Wilson coming back to you with my partner in crime, UFC Hall of Famer, Pat Militich, for another episode for the archives of the Conspiracy Farm Champ. What's going on? Well, I tell you what, it is uh, overcast here, but uh, things are looking up because we keep getting better and better guests. Uh, a star-studded lineup, and I got lucky to meet our guest, talked to him just the other day uh, through a, a mutual friend. and Nice. He's uh, had an interesting life and had some some connections to the financial world that uh, he'll be able to explain to us and, and some interesting stories all, also from the political side of things that he witnessed um, through being in the position that he was in. So uh, I, I would like to get this started. Are yeah. you ready to introduce him? Yeah, absolutely. You kind of teased it the other day during our conversation with Mr. Ray Yee, I believe it was. But you are referring, of course, to Mr. Gordon Sokic. Uh, Gordon is... A wide range of tangible skills as a result from his workings in the professional financial world. Many, many years used to work at Bear Stearns, GKN Financial in the er- in the early to late 90s. Um, was very, very accomplished there. Uh, went on to kind of move more into the real estate market. Like Pat was saying, he's seen a little bit of everything, man. It's, he rose to the top of the Manhattan and Westchester County real estate market. Uh, he's been featured in New York Magazine, New York Times, The Real Deal, and has been on 1,010 Wins Radio regarding his vast real estate knowledge. And I'm anxious to pick his brain uh, today, Pat, because, again, when you teased it the other day, you kind of you mentioned a story that hopefully he'll get into that really was an aha moment for him and uh, changed a lot of things. Gordon, how are we doing today, my friend? Welcome to the program. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Glad to be on the show. Uh, heard a lot of great things about you, Jeff. Uh, in in the short amount of time, and I uh, want to appreciate our, our common friend, uh, which Pat knows, Nick Scotta, for uh, introducing us and for me to get to know Pat briefly, quickly, and uh, you know, hitting it off on all levels. Without a doubt. And whoever said the good stuff, that's part of the program. Got to get the good stuff out there before the shit hits the fan and the bad stuff comes out. So running out of money to pay this person who says such good things about me. But, you know, it's all good. <laughs> I'm actually really stoked to get you on, man. And I mean, you clearly, I mean, we could probably sit here for a very long time talking about what you've been up to, your your history and all of this. Um, If you don't mind, you know, early Gordon, what got you into this world of of finance? Yeah, well, basically, this is what happened. Uh, You know, my first year of college, I was working for uh, a gentleman that had a collection agency. He sold his collection agency. I was his number one co-caller at the collection agency. And uh, in my spring semester, he sold it. And he's like, listen, you're coming with me. I'm like, where are we going? He's like, we're going to Bear Stearns. He's like, you're going to be my co-caller over there. So that's basically what happened. I went to Bear Stearns. I ended up opening up back in those days. I didn't care if you were licensed, but I was opening up on average 30 new accounts under his name until I got licensed. And then through that whole process, you know, you get to meet a lot of different people. You see how this game of life is really happening. I'm this green kid from Westchester, New York, 
Croatian background, immigrants, and then boom, I'm thrown into the thrust of <laughs> Wall Street. And uh, it was quite an experience because it's like you're, you're dealing with all these people. They're giving you the narrative of, of what stocks to buy, what to do, blah, blah, blah. And everybody in there is basically a foot soldier. Nobody does any research. They just say, okay, this is it. They give you a, a briefing in the morning, and this is what you're peddling to all your clients. And I worked on the uh, retail side of things. So uh, basically, you're, you know, your everyday person, hey, you know, send us over your you know, 80000 at Merrill Lynch, bring it over to Bear Stearns, we're better, blah, blah, blah. These are the reasons why, and was opening up accounts that way. Uh, but, you know, I got to meet a lot of interesting people. Uh, one of them happened to be uh, at the senator at the time was Alphonse D'Amato of New York State. And uh, the other senator was Patrick Moynihan, who was a Democrat. So I worked with uh, Alphonse D'Amato's son. You know, we sat diagonally across from each other. You know, there's always six guys to a desk. And, uh, you know, I got to know him over a couple of years. And, you know, I met his father a couple of times. And uh, what really gave me a big, wide opening to everything, like, you know, I was I was green, meaning let me set you back a little bit that, you know, I grew up in a school. Hey, you know, vote Democrat, do this. Hey, here's the Democrat local politician. And, you know, I voted Democrat. You know, that's what I, you know, that's all I knew. I, you know, everybody else was doing it. So this one time. I'll never forget, I was sitting there and uh, Alphonse, the model senior, walked in the senator, said hi to his son, waved to me, you know, gave him a kiss and a hug. And then he walked over, crossed over to the managing director's office. And then 20 minutes later, Patrick Moynihan walked into the same floor, went up to Al Jr., gave him a hug and a kiss, and then walked over to the managing director's office. And I see him give a hug and a kiss to the senator, uh, Alphonse the model Sr. And you got to realize this. These guys were arguing in the paper, screaming at each other on TV. They didn't get along. It's like Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, that's the comparison that I'm going to give it to. And uh, I went to Al Jr. I go, I go, what the hell is this shit? And uh, he's like, <laughs> he started laughing. He goes, come on. He goes, these guys are best friends. He goes, that, that political party stuff means nothing. He goes, behind closed door, he goes, they hang out, they golf together, they drink together. Everything Jeez. is in harmony. And that, to me, <laughs> in harmony. I made my stomach sick. And, I, you know, I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. And it was such a big, wide eye-opener for me going forward in my life to say, wow, you know what? You got to read in between the lines. This is all BS. Nothing is real. It's all pretend. And both sides know each other. And I'll give you a modern day example of this. The modern day example was when Trump was running with Hillary Clinton, um, you know, for, for the presidency. Who did the Bush family nominate or endorse as president? Right. right? Hillary. Hillary. Right. Why? Because, you know, the Bushes put Bill Clinton in power in Arkansas originally. So they all take care of each other. So now I'm learning. I'm like, none of this stuff really matters. You see the evilness because it's on both sides. It's just to, you know, gather up the sheep and let them think this way. Just because I love the environment, does that make me a Democrat? I love to save on taxes. Does that make me uh, a conservative? I love stuff on both sides of the fence, which is. You know, kind of silly to even have a system like that. Or if you think of one way, you're only this or you got to be that. And, you know, 
I'm in this, this, uh, I like to call it the pound. I'm in Manhattan. I have to deal with so many liberals that I'm walking around with. And don't get me wrong. There are a lot of conservatives in, in the five boroughs, but you know, it's like, you know, you, you have to almost be like part of a club and, and keep it a secret because if people find out, they don't want to do business with you. Hmm. So when I educate them and I say, Hey, listen, guess what? And you know, they're all, a lot of them are Trump haters. I'm like, guess what? You know, Donald Trump was a registered Democrat all his life up to like three, four years before he ran for the presidency. They don't even have a right. clue because they're just the sheeple that just listen to the media. And, you know, they, and, and, and you know what? It is literally a bubble here, meaning a bubble of, hey, I can't think outside of the bubble because I got so much going on here. I got dinners. I got shows. I travel. I got my friends. I got charity events. They can't see anything past their hand. Well, and, and we, we no mentioned that we mentioned that so often on the show, how everything is presented as this binary Pepsi challenge of it has to be either or. And that lends itself to what we see in this extreme tribalism. Everybody's so intransigent in their side. And if you attempt to articulate what you just did of like, bro, this is straight WWE all day. And I, we, you know, we've used the analogy many times, man. It's the t they're all gangsters. It's the Italianier New York guy. You'll appreciate it. It's the Italians and the Corleones arguing over should we go the dope route or we should, should we stay with the numbers and the oars? You know what I mean? It's no different. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Look, and even another example, and it makes me sick because people they're so lazy. They don't do any research. You can research anything, right? So when they made the big deal about hey, Trump wanted the wall hey guess what obama voted for the wall and so did pelosi and schumer voted for the wall but they only put it in a spot where a lot of the traffic wasn't coming and they try to make a big deal oh it's six billion dollars but guess what it costs over a trillion dollars just to give the illegals free health care right? right so nobody talks about that stuff but you notice when it got all quiet you know why it got quiet i have a good friend of mine he's in the department of homeland security he's like yeah and he was a diehard Democrat growing up, but, you know, started seeing things a, a different way now. Like, he doesn't really have a party affiliation. But, you know, he told me, he's like, look, it got quiet because Trump did something different. He's like, they always separated the families. Didn't matter if it was Bush, Clinton, Obama, Trump. They always separated families. But the biggest difference that they did was, that Trump did, was that if it was husband and wife coming with two children, now he blood tested them. And guess what? In over one month, he said they found over uh, more than 900 uh, people or families that came through, supposed families, and they weren't related. You know what? We're the number one country in the world for child sex trafficking. That's why they didn't want the walls, because all these crazy Satanists or whatever. Uh, and I think, Pat, in, uh, I think the uh, highest holy day for the satanic church is in March. And I believe it was in Iowa last year. All of a sudden, like 36 people went missing within 24 hours. Like, it's like crazy. Like, you know what I mean? I, I yeah, remember a couple a lot of, summers ago. Yeah. Lot, yeah. Lot, a lot of kids, a lot of kids appear definitely from Iowa. And during that time frame, yes, you are correct. Correct. Gordon in, in that. And, you know, going back to the, the left, right paradigm, you know, that's the thing that Americans are, are so stuck on and it's it's so difficult you know jeff and i are roasting uh, left and right politicians and bureaucrats and um we go we go after them all so you know if if they're which most of them are look there's only a couple of guys i mean i'm a i'm a Rand paul guy um and certainly his father um you know but but there aren't many there aren't many guys left that i really have any faith in at all in washington dc
No, the only faith that you're going to have is in yourself and people with common thinking. That's it. You can't trust these politicians. All right. They're, they're, they're garbage. Number one, it's like, you know, they, they don't care. They, they don't have they don't appreciate the value of the dollar. You know, myself, you, Jeff, we all have to go to work to earn a dollar. Your listeners all have to go to work to earn a dollar. These these politicians, they hit a button, they hit print, they send it out to hmm. the friends. So the bailouts happen. They don't care. There's no recourse. I mean, think about it. Everything's a big Ponzi scheme. If you take the Federal Reserve, all right, and, you know, I learned this at Bear Stearns real quick and at GKN. The Federal Reserve is run by the bankers, which is self, self-dealing, self <laughs> you know, right. in, in of itself. So if, if you're Citibank and Jeff is uh, HSBC and I'm the Federal Reserve and you guys each borrow a billion dollars, from the Federal Reserve, that gives you $40 billion in lending power, $39 billion of fake money that doesn't exist, that you could create mortgages, credit cards, personal loans, whatever you want to do with the money. Fractional so, reserve bank. Fractional reserve. So that's why this derivative market, which is probably already imploding, that's why QE came out in, in a, a thrust. They were doing it anyway, covertly. But they, nobody's buying our municipal bonds. Nobody's buying our treasuries. We have to buy our own stuff. So you have to print more money to buy our own stuff to kick the can a little bit, you know, to situate whatever you want. You know, the only safety net that you have, the dollar will collapse last. But gold and silver is the only thing that you have as your safety net. Yeah. You know, food, guns, ammo, gold, silver. Have a little bit of cash because when it does collapse hard, this isn't a real collapse yet. You know, it's got to go down another 10, 15,000 points. You know, I mean, oil is nothing. They have nowhere to, to put the oil. You know, where's oil? Oil's going negative. They're paying, they're paying people high. to take it. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a shit show. And, you know, you got too many moving parts. The, the, this is, you know what this is? This is a way to steal assets for five cents on the dollar. Yeah. They want everything right. to collapse. So they could buy real estate, buy land, do all this stuff, and farms, really, really control you. Farms included. Yeah, farms included. Everything. This is one. This this whole thing just makes me sick. I'm I'm tired of the system, which I'm sure you guys are as well. But you know, your listeners, it's a wake up call. Now I finally get people. Hey, Gordon. Oh, wow, you were right. You know, I was talking about this pandemic four years ago. Oh, well, listen. How do you know this? Well, get out of your bubble and think a little bit. Have a little common sense and do some research. Like whatever happened, like you know what's funny? Like you have know, some, some courage. People. I mean, have some courage. Quit quit hiding from the goddamn truth. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? They used to do book reports with footnotes. All right. So now get 10 different sources, figure it out, read it, read in between the lines and figure out what's real, what's not real. Look at the voting patterns, you know. Look look, don't just take you know the news for what it is because it's it's not real it's just to to, to feed the sheeple make yeah. them think one way and that's it you know well and so, getting getting to that go, man go and ahead, being able to see through all of this nonsense and it's they're so skilled brilliantly wicked sociopaths because they know they don't give a fuck about the either side but they go out and masterfully 
play their constituents, whether I think Trump and, and Obama were the best versions of it, these cults of personality. Man, I, I had a friend of mine who's an actor who's been on like real shows, and I'm trying to have this conversation like, dude, Obama is not who he says he is. Again, this is a professional actor, and he says to me, man, Jeff, have you seen him with people? How you see how people react to him? I mean, he's just such a genuine person with people. I'm like, bro, you didn't really get shot in episode five of whatever, but you played <laughs> it off really well, and you're not a sociopath. It just, if you can speak to that, to, I mean, because, I mean, Hillary Clinton was recorded when she was running like, hey, look, Goldman Sachs or whoever it was. I got my public Hillary and I got my private Hillary. You know what I mean? Expounding on what you were saying about these two two identities, if you will, these alter egos, the public and the private. How crazy well, How yeah, crazy sure. do they have to be? Seriously, I'm the, that sociopathic aspect. That's insane, right? No, it's it's completely insane. And you know what's insane? I, I, I don't know if it's still on YouTube, but I remember looking... Uh, about four years ago on YouTube, they had Henry Kissinger and they were interviewing him. And this was before Obama was president. And this is literally like three years before he was president. And uh, they said, uh, they said, Henry, you know, who do you see as the president of the future? And you know what his answer was? Oh, we are grooming Barack Hussein Obama to be the president. I mean, they have a plan. They're sociopaths. They're, they're, they're out of their minds, but they live in a reality that to them is believable because they control the media, they control the banks, yeah. they control your thought process. You, there is no creative thinking, okay? There's no, there are not too many people that could think outside of the box and find different solutions for things. I mean, I would come up with a very easy solution just for people to get off of welfare. Like they, they don't, you know, the, the common person that's on welfare. If they make a little bit more money, they basically lose everything. So whatever that threshold is. But why not say, hey, look, you know what? We'll gradually get you off of welfare. So if if 20000 is the threshold or whatever the number is, and if you make 30000 fine, we'll only take away 10%. Then if you make 50000 we'll take away 30%. Common sense stuff. They right. don't do that because these narcissists, these psychos want to keep them there for the votes. They want to make them, you know, to be in that position. They also want the black market to run their drugs and everything else. So they want those people as their drug runners. You know, I mean, you're not finding uh, uh, most of the dealers, you know, they're at an economic level that's low, but they have a lot of money because there's a black market for something. Right. So they, they, they have to have the drugs to run a certain way. I mean, come on. Why are we in Afghanistan? The opium fields. Like, you know, I was just, and just, you, you mentioned that, you mentioned that Gordon, I was just on the phone call earlier today with a, a, a documentary and movie producer and he is former military. And, uh, so in listening to him, he said, bro, he goes, you know, the, the rise in opioid deaths in America coincides perfectly with using U.S. military as guard dogs for opium uh, for for pop fields in Afghanistan, dude. He goes, he goes. I was one of the guys guarding the fields. Trust me. Yeah. He goes. I know. I know. What, I know what I'm talking about. I was there. He goes. This is the, all the the heroin trade and the and the opiates and everything else. He goes. You know, this is all you know agency run, man. This is all agency run stuff. And so it's it's yeah, it's it's all a big racket. And and you know, Jeff and I. Had conversations with a gentleman who was a former Boston uh, investigator. Uh, he's the one that discovered a lot of the, the doings of the FBI with brothers that did the Boston bombing. Uh, guys were informants for them, um, and and you know groups of of uh, 
Chechens and Syrians up in that door were running all the dope, and none of them were going to jail. Uh, they were murdering people. They were cutting people's heads off. Um, they were they were murdering. They 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 uh, because he wouldn't. They converted him because he got, they got him addicted to dope. I think is what the word was, and uh, wouldn't they they conditioning him, and they wanted him to bomb a synagogue, and he refused to do it, and uh, so they murdered him. There's a lot of this stuff that Jeff and I, you know, there's, it goes a lot deeper, man. And I can't even talk about it right now on the show. I'll put our friend in jeopardy, but dude, um, you know, this, this, it all ties together and people need to wake up. Yeah, no, everything runs full circle. And it's not like, you know, these politicians, I mean, look, they're groomed and they're brainwashed for this. So who is really behind it? I mean, we could just look at our school system. Let's look at big farm. Who set it all up? So if you look at, say, for example, the Rockefellers and Carnegie set up Big Farm. Rockefeller set up the banking and the Fed. I mean, so with his cronies and his elite friends. So nothing is ever spoken about that. So with the Rothschilds and everything else. So in mainstream media, you will never, ever, ever hear that. But, right. you know, like, if it's not for your forum and other forums out there that are sending out that message, God bless you guys. Because people need to be informed. Now they're starting to see it because their wallet's starting to hurt. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, oh, okay. Now I'll wake up a little bit. But I don't think those are the people that are going to be the doers, though. Because they're still going to just follow, hey, I uh, got to grab this vaccine. That vaccine, yeah. from what I read four years ago, is going to mutate into other strains. There's already 30 other strains. So if you take the vaccine, that vaccine is going to mutate into something that could kill you eventually in your body within probably a year, year and a half. Well, and you're going to shed, you're going to shed and you're going to give it to other people. Correct. So you're going to give it to other people, eventually maybe attack you or make you weak over time. So this way you don't live as long. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, do a little research. Why, why don't people know that, hey, look, you know, there was a patent on, on SARS. There was a patent on Ebola from Monsanto. There's a patent on, you know, from what I've been reading and finding out on this COVID-19 injected with HIV. Come on, common sense. The first guys came out in India, doctors, and then that got shut down yeah. by the mainstream media. But now th there's a little glimpse of messages about that saying it could be truthful. But, you know, it's the problem is these CEOs of these media companies are controlled by these elites who, 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 who owns most of these, uh, uh, if I had to ask you guys, you guys already know this, but who, who owns most of the media companies bankers right you know basically yeah, yeah. totally like 100 chase owns usa today i mean all the television stations they they have a big interest in it so i don't understand well i do understand hmm. what <laughs> you know let me rephrase that i don't understand how the rest of the world or a lot of the other naive people, probably 98% of this, or maybe 55% of the country, right? Because you got 45, 50% that does understand, but they don't see it. They don't see it. And it's just because they don't see it because we had a period of 60, 70 years where it was a great run of wealth because of, uh, you know, just free printing money, getting loans. And, you know, you bought a house when I know when, you know, my parents came off the boat over here. You know, they worked really hard, but, you know, things were just going up in value. So it was very easy to be successful. Not that they didn't work hard, but I'm just saying if, if anybody bought anything, it just went up in value. 
But now we're getting to the point, wow, our dollars are worthless. I remember Ben and Jerry's ice cream, you know, probably 10, 12 years ago, you could have got a pint for a dollar, dollar fifty. Now, what are you paying for a pint? I know in New York, I'm paying six fifty for a pint of Ben and Jerry's yeah, ice cream. It's up there. Yeah, it's up there. It's crazy. It's insane. Well, but like you, know? you said, it's it has I'm, been going on for a while, and it's starting to affect people because it's starting to actually affect people. Because a lot of this stuff, Pat and I have mentioned all the time, we've been letting so much stuff slide as far as unconstitutional wars, incentivizing, like you were talking about, you know, collapsing the family with incentivizing people to have more children, and the government will pay for it, et cetera. But now, since you know, bellies is starting to get a little empty, and the ATM starting to empty out a little bit. Now, people are starting to wake up because with this pandemic business. The numbers just aren't adding up. And so people are like, whoa, wait a minute. Millions of people are losing their small businesses and out of work because you guys can't do fucking math and your models suck. It's, you know, yeah. people are saying it's bullshit. It is. And you know what's even more bullshit? What makes me sick? You take J.P. Morgan Chase, for example, right? These guys are always putting down silver and gold. They're doing naked shorts on these contracts on the Comex. But right. yet, behind closed doors for the past 11 years, J.P. Morgan has accumulated around 1.3, 1.4 billion ounces of physical silver. Wow. Okay, why are they doing that? Why? Because yeah. they know. And Obama signed that bill before he left. The money that you put it, put in the bank isn't your money. So if the bank defaults, good luck getting it from the FDIC. That's not happening. Okay, that's not going to cover anything. So that says it's a bank asset. So good luck with that. And, you know, all the central banks in the world have accumulated gold. China produces 40 percent of the world's gold and they do not export any gold, none whatsoever. And they import they try to import 100 tons a month. OK, so every, it's a race for gold and it's a race for silver. And all you have to do is look back in history on what's going to happen. Pretty much mark my words and we'll have this conversation in nine months to a year hmm. or so. And this is what's going to happen. My opinion is this. They're loading up on gold and silver. That's why you had the Germans take their uh, gold out of Wall Street. The, the, the Dutch also. You know, everybody wants their gold on their homeland. Hungary mm -hmm. took their gold out of uh, New York also and out of uh, Austria, wherever the hell it was parked. So everybody's getting all their gold back to their homeland. Now, this is what's going to happen. In 1933, it was illegal for any U.S. citizen to have an ounce of gold. So the U.S. government said, return it to us, and we'll give you $25 an ounce for your gold. And what happened? Eight months later, they repriced gold at $33. There's no way to pay for this debt. It's impossible. We have over $300 quadrillion, quadrillion trillion dollars, can't even say it, right. in derivative bets, right? So J.P. Morgan has $52 trillion in derivative bets. HSBC around $48 billion. Citibank around $42 trillion. Okay? It's three $400 trillion in derivative bets. There's no buyers for anything. So the only way to get out of all this debt, all this worldwide debt, and that I could see because I'm only thinking common sense because every bank, central bank is buying gold and silver – actually except for like croatia <laughs> but otherwise <laughs> they're all loading up on it so what they're probably going to do is reprice it whether it's a one world currency or it'll be multiple baskets of currencies or whatever it may be they will reprice gold 
for a much higher price. They don't have to dig up anymore. They don't have to dig it up. They just got to reprice it. And they mm. did it in 1933. Uh, so call it 30, 40,000 an ounce. Call silver 1,500 an ounce, whatever it may be. So, you know, I don't where, where see, do you see before you, where, where do you see those going, those, those highs? I mean, I don't know what the record highs are for gold or silver, but where do you see them going? Because the dollar does seem to be collapsing. Not immediately, but it does seem to be going. Well, the, yeah, the dollar, the, the dollar will be the last to collapse because, you know, everybody, the world needs dollars to buy stuff. Right. Technically. And, that, you know, that's why everybody's trying to get off. You know, the BRICs are the BRIC countries, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, uh, right. South. You know, they're they're all, you know, doing their basket of currencies get off. So this is what I see. I see the gold mining stocks going through the roof. I see, you know, what I do is I buy options on a lot of different things. I buy them on dips. Then I'll buy uh, gold mining options, whether it's Barrett Gold, Kinross Gold, Newmont Mining. Um, then when I sell the options, or when I get a big pop or a gain, because it's pretty easy to predict, hey, we've got to do another bailout. Once they start hmm. little rumors, go buy the options a little further out, you know, point out of the money within a month, boom, you'll, you'll make a nice pop. Then I sell those options and then you buy some physical gold or you silver or you buy actual stock, not the options. Because options always get risky, but you got to know how to time it and play it and do it that way. But I don't see... I, I see these these gold mining stocks. Think about it. They they only made a profit um, if gold is above eleven hundred dollars an ounce. So as gold goes up every hundred dollars, so let's say at a thousand dollars they made a profit. So now it's eleven hundred. Now gold is today at seventeen hundred an ounce. You know whatever it may be. That's five times more profit than they did before. So a lot of the earnings are coming out the beginning of May. And now oil, they needed a lot of oil for the mining. Oil is nothing. So they're, they're, their margins are going to be very sweet. And now you have a lot of these mines shut down. So, you know, look look at the premiums on eBay for silver. An ounce of silver is like 23, 24 bucks. A 10-ounce bar is $200. I saw that. Yeah, it's crazy. So the, the disparity from where it's trading at um, and what you have to pay for is is two different worlds so let me let me ask you let me ask you this um they we recognize that they were you know shorting paper gold and silver um in many ways yes because they were they were deliberately buying it all up keeping the price down but but shorting the paper uh silver and gold also to keep the american dollar looking strong um so that was a that was a red flag but even before that i think brick nations started trading you know, was it in in their own currencies or just the Chinese want when when they were buying oil and and goods? Um, you know, I, I I don't remember how long ago that started. Can you tell us that? With the uh, buying the, uh, the probably oil. seven years ago, something like that. I remember something oh, about that. Oh no, for the for the for the buying for the yeah no Brick, they've been when the yeah. Brick Nation started trading in their own currencies is what I'm saying. Yeah, so it's it's been in stages. So it started about seven years ago. Then they got, you know, it's like similar to a SWIFT system that we have for trading money. That got implemented about a year ago. I forgot the name of the system that got set up. Um, but And China know, backed their currency with gold just a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, yeah, not only that. I think, uh, what country? I think Finland or the Netherlands, no, or Sweden. No, Sweden, I believe it is. Um, I could be wrong, but one of one of those uh, 
countries over there announced that 5% of their currency is backed by gold. And this was about seven, eight months ago. So it's a race for gold. It's the, everybody knows that their currency is going to shit and that inflation that we have going on now, this is just the beginning of it. And nobody's working, nobody's making money. And basically, you know, how you're going to capitalize on it is fine. You know, my, my, my real estate business is, you know, it's Manhattan based, it's dead. <laughs> so I have to make money trading gold and stocks. I, I you know, I shorted a USO, uh, you know, last week with the oil because it's just, you know, people are like, oh, it can't go any lower. It's at $20 an hour. I'm like, yeah, it could go lower. It could go to zero because they have nowhere to put the stuff. And I'm like, yeah. well, how do you know that? I'm like, man, just read the news. Google oil tankers. Are they full? You know, I read that they can't even dock anywhere. <laughs> like, you know, so, I mean, common sense. Like, you know, but people don't have that because they're too into the Kardashians. And <laughs> exactly. Looking at hot ass on TV to figure out, hey, what, what should I do for my family? And how should I think? You know, well, so, and people yeah. not only not only is there nowhere to put the oil, obviously, we're not using it because we're not traveling, but people don't get man through that process. I think it's called fractional distillation with crude oil. You get plastics, you get makeup and no one's buying any of it. So it's all just, you know, kind of going to waste. Yeah. And, and people were like, oh, you know, I, I had a buddy of mine. He's like, oh, you know, let's buy the calls. USO. Let's, uh, you know, the, the ETF. I'm like, no, man, it's going to go lower. It doesn't make sense. I said, what do you think? All of a sudden it's going to be better overnight. It's not going to be better. Right. They right. want this to collapse. They want it. And exactly. look, you know, now, now you have, listen, is it the Saudis? Is it the Russians? Is it the U.S.? I mean, look, my, my, my prediction is our Lehman over here now will be probably Capital One Bank because they have, people don't know this, they have one of the biggest investments in uh, shale oil. And if oil is not above like $23, $25 a barrel for them, they are dead in the water in the next 60 to 90 days. So, like, I'm, I short that. Dominoes, the dominoes start to fall, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's surprising. You know, last time in, in uh, 2008, 2009, when the collapse happened, you know, man, they went down real quick and hard. So, you know, they're doing a lot of backstops, but it's a Band-Aid. And, yeah. you know, and and it's just going to the crack isn't the, the major, major crack isn't here yet. So that crack's going to happen within the next 60 to 90 days. And, you know, this fallout. Listen, they don't want to open up the country with the with this virus going on yet because they want this to collapse. This virus, in mm. my opinion, if you heard about it four years ago, this was going to happen. Yeah, they were talking about it. And they were doing war games just in October and November exactly. about how this pandemic's going to spread. I mean, come on. I mean, what what more common sense do you need? You there, yeah, there's right. so much evidence of this being well known about, not just from congressmen selling their stock. Bill Gates and the you know the event 201 you're talking about. There was a there was a CARES bill, stimulus bill, I think it was, or basically something to combat Corona that was introduced in January of 2019. Like over a year ago, so I mean, it's it's the writing is just completely on the wall. I wanted to ask you about something, Pat and I. You know, Trump made a big move with the Fed a couple weeks ago, uh, and they brought in an organization called BlackRock. What do you know about BlackRock? <laughs> I mean, it's I think it's all ex Goldman Sachs guys, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> Goldman Sachs, World Bank, 
Uh, yeah, Stanley so. Stanley Fisher, former vice chair of the Fed, now BlackRock <laughs> vice chair, former chief economist at the World Bank. Uh, Larry yeah, Fink. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, listen, I I feel bad for Trump. I mean, I, I, I hope he wins. I hope he's the guy that I hope he says he is, that he wins his second term. I mean, I've been waiting for a long time to, you know, I thought he was going to like do all these arrests with these pedophile rings and everything else. Like, you know, I, you know, I know it's tough. This swamp has been there for over 60, 70 years, 80 years. It started whatever in, in Brentwood and back in those days. Right. But it really it really kicked ass in, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and all that time. And now it's only got worse, worse, worse. So to change that culture, to change everything. I mean, you probably need 20 years. I mean, I don't think one president could do it in, in four years because you've got so right. many distractions, so many so many of these lies that are coming at him. And, and, and he's spending all his time defending himself. And, you know, thank God for Twitter, like honestly, because if he didn't have that outlet and, and the outlet that you guys have on your podcast and other outlets, I mean, his message wouldn't get out there and everybody would be a zombie nation for sure. You know, and then, then we would be like, hey, how do we get together? How do we unite? How do we how, how do I find like minded people? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, or well, how, do I edu- how, how do I educate people? Because now they're starting to see, hey, they, they, there's another thought process. There's another way of thinking because this two party system is the same thing. There's no different. Just that, you know, Trump was this wild card, you know, that came in and seems like. But, you know, he's still got some people around him like this Fauci guy that's been around for 20 years and with Bill Gates and with Soros and all these guys. So like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of things, you know, they, they might have stuff on him too. So, you know, Hey, well, you look, got, you got of, guys like Wilbur Ross, his commerce secretary, who was a part of the consortium that bailed him out to the tune of 4 billion back in the eighties. So, I mean, he owes some yeah. people. He definitely, yeah. Pat, you were going to yeah. say something. No, no. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I agree with you on what you're saying. Oh no, Pat, I thought Pat was going to say something. Well, the main, the main thing that, you know, big picture here. Uh, on Trump, the the jury is still out on Trump, you know, and obviously, yeah, they, they could have him compromised. They could have him compromised like they've compromised so many other politicians and bureaucrats uh, within within our national government um, and even state governments, of course. But there's there's two ways that this can go in the big picture of things. Um, either uh, Trump is not the guy he says he is, and he does not kill the Federal Reserve. You know, when we hear about Trump, you know, he he was proud to to tweet out when you mentioned Twitter, hey, uh, gas or, or oil is so low that that um, we bought it all up and and restocked our national reserves. Well, a nation usually does that before you go to war, um, and that's that's a little uh, unnerving to hear him or to to read that from from Trump. But so he can either kill the Federal Reserve, uh, create a gold-backed Treasury note, and we see how it goes, or he does not. And we see this, look, I saw this years ago. As soon as the BRIC nations formed and started trading in their own currencies, I knew that the central bankers were going to want war with them or to bring them to their knees, one or the other. So, you know, which way is this going to go in your mind? Because I can't call it. I I literally can't call it. Um, I have faith in him that he is going to kill the Federal Reserve and and create a gold-backed treasury note. But if he doesn't, we know uh, war is going to kick off between us and China because the politicians and the media have been rattling their sabers left and right that China was the one that caused this um, and, and blaming them for, for the thousands, hundreds of thousands, hundred thousand deaths, whatever, and, and tanking the economy, man. That, that's, that's 
that's talk of war right there. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, I agree. Or that's showboating for war, right? It could right. be, and I'll tell you why. In in my opinion, look, the bioweapons lab was there in China. Everybody knows it's illegal. You know, you can have a, a a weapons lab or whatever it is, as long as you don't mix the chemicals. But everybody does. We it. have so we, we, China. we have we have twenty five of them that encircle Eurasia that create viruses that attack specific DNA. That's already been released in documents, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, let's listen, everything's about assets. Nobody wants to blow up all these buildings and all this infrastructure. So the easiest way is create a virus, kill off people. That's your that's your new war. And yeah, there'll still be those conventional wars with weapons, with ISIS and and, you know, in Syria. Uh, Yeah. You know, that's they're going to have that stuff, you know, with Israel, with uh, Hezbollah and all that nonsense that that will still be going on. But. I think now what we're seeing is the dollar is collapsing with or without a war. It doesn't even matter. And so is every other currency because you can only kick that can so far and eventually it's going to hit the wall. Right. And that's it. You can't, right. eventually you can't go through the wall. And that's what, where, where, like, you know, I just don't know the exact timing, but man, I don't know. I was happy when I saw a Bank of America yesterday announced, hey, they see gold in 18 months at 3,000 an ounce. I mean, this is the first big bank that's ever said, hey, wow, we're printing too much. That gold's got to go higher, you know? Right. That, 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 in, that in and itself, to get one of those crony banks of the deep state to say that, because it's like, all right, I guess we can't hide it anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, that's basically what they're saying, you know? Yeah. So that tells you that tells you very likely that Trump, because Trump's handed around about killing the Fed a couple times. Uh, we've talked about that before. Uh, one time I, I heard him say it before he was elected when he was on the campaign trail. And then twice now I've heard him mention it in speeches uh, as president. So, you know, at least what you're saying when they're talking about gold going higher, that, that tells me that that tells me that you're leaning towards a gold-backed Treasury note and the Federal Reserve being killed. But but who gets killed first, Trump or the Federal Reserve? Because we know uh, what it did for for Lincoln and Kennedy when they tried to do it. Well, uh, now there's there's another angle I, I think maybe you guys haven't touched upon. What if it's, okay, yeah, look, we're going to kill the Fed, but we're still going to keep the same people there with the new gold-backed uh, Treasury note. Or what, Treasury note. So, you know, what if it's still the same people running it? Now what? Right. So now it's just a, another manipulation, and then five years down the road, they say, hey, we could get rid of the gold because now we're going to do this. Like, everything's better. That's, so, see, that's that's a great point. And I think, you know, Pat's been very – because it needs to go away. But I, if we hyperfixate too much on getting rid of the Fed and then we miss possibly the what they bring in is just as bad because look at who he has, World Bank, et cetera, et cetera. Are they going to, like you said, just – how are you going to drain the swamp when you surround yourself with swamp? Like he's neck deep in swamp. And we've talked about the digital dollar. What if they bring in this digital dollar? They get rid of cash. And we start talking about a whole new monetary system that these same assholes are still a part of. But the Fed's dead, though. But they still brought in the solution, which is just as bad. Correct. Yeah. It must be. It, it, Americans need to understand that it needs to be, you know, a treasure, gold back treasury note that is an interest free. Um, note that that we are are creating ourselves and not global bankers loaning it to us uh, on interest that keeps us paying the IRS uh, when people can barely pay their bills 
and scraping up money to to pay the IRS and and having having uh, their houses foreclosed on and everything else, man. Um, you know, I'm just seeing that. You know, they've already they've already pushed back the payment of of the IRS by what three months now? Three, three. So July. I mean. How many people are not going to be able to pay the IRS this year? I'm saying millions, millions upon millions of people are not going to be able to pay the IRS. And if they start foreclosing on everybody's businesses and homes for not being able to pay the IRS, dude, you you think people are talking about civil war now? Wait till they start doing that shit. Well, we never owned our own homes anyway, right? So think about it. If you never paid your uh, property taxes, yeah. they take right. it away from you, right? Exactly. So, right. So, so at, at the end of the day, like I said, this is a way for them to steal assets, okay? Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. beautiful assets, a lot of things, a lot of infrastructure that's already built up. They're going to come in. They're sitting on the sidelines with cash, 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 gold, gold, gold. These guys have it all already because they're the ones executing this, you know? Yeah. But they put it under, you know— Hey, it's a virus. It's this. They they let the virus out. There's a patent on the virus. Yeah. You know, Bill, the, the Bill Gates Foundation supported that other company. I forget, I forget the name of it. Who created the virus? God knows how it got to China. It's probably got sold off a few different times. <laughs> and you know, it's not COVID nineteen. It's there was COVID eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, fifteen. So God knows how many they created and sold off, and you know creating monkey business. And then yeah, it, it's killing off people. And it's amazing how quick. They could fly out to New Zealand to their bunkers and 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 you know hide away and live on their islands and you know they're just going to ride out the storm for the next nine months. Well, I mean that's what happens when you plan it decades ahead, right? I mean this is yeah, I mean like you go going back to the originally you know this is a eugenics operation like you brought up the Rockefellers before they're pretty much the fathers of the whole eugenics operation which morphed into climate change within which then morphed into to this but it's all about basically depopulation you know, sustainable development. I mean, there's so much more to come from this that is going to completely reshape how we live our lives. This is this is just the beginning, and it is so fucking gross that they did this. They collapsed all these middle-class businesses, and they, they brought the shares down to nothing, and they just go in and buy it up for pennies on the dollar. Because like you said, they wind up owning freaking everything. It's gross, man. It, it well, is gross. And not, not only that, it's like, okay, I have a small business, right? And, you know, I didn't go for the PPP. Like, you know, I, I didn't apply for it because I'm like, hey, you know what? I want somebody else who really needs it. I'm OK. Right. But guess what? You've got Harvard University. Right. Right. Taking almost eight million dollars. Right. But they have an endowment of, of, of 40 billion or whatever the number is. You have yeah, Ruth Chris Steakhouse that had a profit of like 46 million that took 20 million. I mean, look, but it's not their fault. You know why? Because they're connected with their banker friends who got them in front of the line. And that's it, because everybody else has to just go and, and, and call and then they get a busy signal. But these guys, you know, ultra wealthy, they don't have to do that. It's infuriating. Well, here's the thing. If people don't think this was planned, look, you can say what you want. You know, when, when we talked to Diliana Gatanshaiba over a year ago and talked about, you know, the 25 bioweapons labs that we had, and they talked, and they're just exposing now that Dr. Buttar is exposing that the uh, coronavirus uh, um, Corona 19, they, they were experimenting on it even at Chapel Hill at, at North Carolina University Laboratories uh, <clears throat> to increase its lethality, yeah. okay? Uh, which which is terrifying, number one. Uh, and t- I, I thought the Geneva Convention would make that illegal. I'll have to look again at that. But on top of 
on top of this being a lab-created virus, we have to also go back and say to ourselves, if this wasn't planned, then how the hell did they write an 800-page stimulus bill in two weeks, two weeks' time? All they did was copy and paste the language, the goals of Agenda 21 and, mm -hmm. and uh, the Green New Deal, and copied and pasted it on the stipulations and the regulations for businesses, the airlines, everybody else that has to follow everything from emissions controls, energy standards that are unattainable, and 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 run them run them into the ground, um, and and basically can control them, and that's 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 something that that's important for people to understand. An 800-page bill was written in two weeks with all of this stuff. Come on, man, don't don't be that naive. Yeah, exactly. Like you said. Don't be that naive. And that's the problem, because the problem with our society is our school system. They, they don't allow creative thinking. This is how things are done. You know, there's no other way. Everything is either black and there's no white. You know, there's not yeah. even no gray. Or you're it's a just, conspiracy hey, the theorist or a tinfoil ad if you question right. the official narrative. Right. And, and, and when we talk about when we talk about the indoctrination of children, look, I've got two two girls, one 17, one 15. Uh, my 15-year-old was in a uh, in a class uh, that that dealt with the environment. Her teacher sent home an email, and in that email it said uh, to to all the kids, and they were supposed to read it to their parents and the rest of the family. And when I heard her read this, I I couldn't believe I couldn't believe what I was hearing. The teacher sent an email, obviously that was given to them through down the chain from from you know these these lunatic globalists. That said, ten ways that families can stop or help help curb climate change, and I I went to the school board meeting and I I lectured them um, about this, and I said, look, um, the the debate, the, the the science isn't proven on this. You can't say that man is creating temperature change on this planet when it has been cyclical for millions of years, and and doing cores in in Antarctica proves that. Okay. Number one, and and two, number six on the list for families' ability to assist in in stopping climate change, is to make sure you get vaccinated. Oh God! And I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I couldn't. I, I absolutely could not believe it. Um, and this is the type of indoctrination that's going on in the public school system now. So, but one thing I will say this, and I've said this before, is that this group of kids in high school now, and the kids that are in college now are the biggest group of conservatives, in my mind, created because they watched the millennials, and I'm not saying all millennials, I'm just saying a lot of them, completely imploded for us publicly uh, with, their, with their quiet spaces and all this other garbage. Uh, but, but I can tell you that the indoctrination is brutal. Yeah, and you know what? It just struck a chord with me because um, when my nephew, he uh, just graduated from high school last year, and, you know, we were talking on the side and he was talking about health class. And I'm like, what, what are they teaching you now? And he's like, oh, yeah, there's uh, 52 different uh, sexualities. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, go, I, go, I go, let me tell you something. When a baby is born and the doctor lifts up the baby, they say, it's a boy or it's a girl. It's not 52 different sexualities. Zer, zler, zappa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. Insane. No, and back to you know the vaccine stuff. You know when they're they're shoving it down our throats. Um, I can just tell you that I had a conversation, a long conversation with a, a lady who her uh, her sister's son was killed. He was a 
I think a freshman or sophomore in high school, he was killed by the HPV vaccine. Um, and it was Iowa City hospitals that recognized when they asked the question, they said, has he recently had the HPV vaccine? And the mother said, yes. And the eyes of the doctors, went, they just went, oh, my God, another one, another one. So at least Iowa City acknowledged that, yeah, that's that's, you know, these vaccines are killing people. Yeah, and do, and do you think the super elite are vaccinating their kids? Of course not. Exactly. Or if they are, they got the good shit without the Marisol and freaking aborted fetus parts and whatever else yeah. they put in monkey there. DNA and everything else that, yeah. that causes. Uh, you know, why do you think the? Why do you think? Look, we've talked to plenty of scientists and doctors who are honest about this stuff. Why do you think childhood um, cancers have exploded? Because they're pounding them with alternate DNA. They've proven that basically the scientists that we've had on said 100% of the time when you inject uh, foreign DNA into the human body, it causes cancer 100% of the time almost. Yeah, yeah. And then think about it. So you got that fetus from 1967. You got cow. You got monkey. You got aluminum. You have mercury. You have God knows what else they're putting in there. Yeah. And you as the sheep have to come in and be like, oh, wow. And, and, and when you ask these people, who get vaccinated, you know, a lot of them like, do you know what's in a vaccine? No. You know? Right. Right. And, and here's the, here's the thing that, you know, we had a guest that we talked to yesterday and she, she put it very, very, um, it was very simple. She said, don't participate in what they're doing. If you don't take part, if none of us take part, it, it can't work. It, it won't work. They but can't what? do it. But what if now, I'm sure you guys are hearing, what if they come knocking on your door now? Hey, look, this virus needs a cure. What are you going to do? Well, they, 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 well they, you know what I'm going you know to do with Croatian blood coursing through my veins. They're, they're, they're going to end up uh, on their back in my front yard. That's right. Well, that's a, the representative of the WHO said that very thing. Like if we find out that someone might be sick, we can come into your home and take them out, which is just a frightening prospect or even, you know, the equivalent well, whatever, it, like a band, a colored band that you have to wear to show that you've been vaccinated or whatever it is. I mean, and even, you know, with Bill Gates, with his little biometric nano business, you know, they can read your, your biology and homeostasis or whatever, or, you know, do any number of things when you start talking about some of that nano crap, dude. Yeah. It's a brave so that, new world. I mean, that, 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 that to me is the scary part. And it's not it's not that it's unknown. I already know and I already feel what's going to happen so well he's already like, said well, we, yeah. we can't get back to normal until you know there is mass and vaccinate oh no we're not going to have crowds and concerts and ufc fights or basketball games until we're all vaccinated it's like go fuck yourself dude exactly no, and not not only that when they interviewed him i think it was a week and a half ago so the people that have uh got the covid19 and then recovered from it so they built up the antibody so you know you can use their plasma so the the interview is like well, you know, Bill, why can't we just use plasma? You know, people who had uh, the, the COVID-19 that recovered from it, the antibodies, yep. and then do that. He goes, no, 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 just the vaccine. Come on, guys. Like, you know what I mean? This guy's yeah. he, he, you know what? They took a nerd and they brainwashed him. And now they made him the front poster child for eugenics because they're like, oh, Bill Gates is saying it's got to be okay. And I think he's the... I think he's higher up the, the the totem pole than that, brother. I think he's the one doing the brainwashing. I mean, I think oh, no, that no, no, for I, for sure, for sure. You know, he's the one making. He, he's the one that stands to make billions of dollars from it. So he's brainwashing everybody else with his army of of 
so-called uh, professionals, right? Absolutely. Well, and his, no, his family goes back to straight eugenics, you know, Planned Parenthood and just the other globalist ties. Like, he's right. he didn't just come out of nowhere. Yeah. No, no. His father, too, Fred, right? So, yeah. You know. Well, and that's the thing. You got to you got to have vaccines to, to work. You got to have vaccines to go to school. You have to have vaccines to get on an airplane. And the, the thing is, is, uh, you know, they just told me when I got my license renewed, they said, well, you know, here by October coming up, they just passed this or whatever, um, that you have to have a gold star on your license, on your driver's license, <laughs> if you want to be able to get on an airplane. And I went, interesting, a gold star. Let me think about history. Wow. And who got gold stars before? Huh. <laughs> interesting. Now, now we're now. Okay. Okay. A gold star. That's cool. All right. Interesting. So, this is this is uh, you talk it's about history nuts. repeating itself. It's it's absolutely bizarre. This blows or- Orwell's 1984 out of the water. Orwell was pretty good at, at, at predicting this. Yeah. But this is this is goes far beyond that. Well, and, and the well, and the more insanity is people's willingness to fucking accept it with open arms. Like we were talking to Marianne right. the other day, two or three weeks ago. Most people would have been like. I wouldn't sit in my home for that long. I mean, just we, we wouldn't be willing to accept this narrative just out of hand. But with that fear-based conditioning, when they scare the shit out of you, do your mind, you lose your mind. You think, oh, I don't want to be one of the 60 million that die and et cetera. But it's like it, people just, you know, they love it and ask for seconds. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's it's sad. It's sad to see what this country and this world has come to. In a short period of time. Yeah, very short. Yeah, very short period of time. Because people are like, I mean, this oh. is this 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 is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying, Gordon. And you tell me if, if there's anything you want to add to the list. And Jeff, by all means, chime in. I mean, citizens have to sit this out. They need to march. They need to do whatever, and they need to demand this from the federal government. If it takes everybody filing an extension on their taxes over and over and over again until the federal government comes is brought to their knees, which, again, why are we paying taxes when they can just fabricate trillions of dollars out of thin air, right? Um, taxes are, are bullshit based on that alone. But So what I'm saying is uh, citizens need to make these demands, and everybody needs to understand them. Uh, gold standard, um, treasury note-backed, gold-backed treasury note, term limits have to be put in place. Uh, kill the Federal Reserve, rescind the Patriot Act, rescind the National Defense Authorization Act. And on top of that, I mean, you guys you guys want to add anything to that? Yeah, I don't think any uh, politician should be a lifetime politician, especially when you get these congressmen and stuff like that, where, you know, they've they got to be term set. Boom. Uh, you know, a couple of years, get out, do your duty, uh, get rid of uh, lobbyists. I mean, that alone, you're not allowed to take donations, none of that. It's like, get pure people, fine. And, you know, I, I agree with everything else you said. Yeah, I mean, without yeah. a doubt. I mean, any of that is almost secondary to the fact of people have got to wake the fuck up. The behavior, Nothing changes if nothing changes. If we don't recognize there's a problem in the first place, they're going to be like, what's wrong with the NDAA? What's wrong with the Federal Reserve? Unless we realize, and like we've said numerous times, research this stuff to see that there is a problem, I don't think anything changes. But, you know, we just have to, the best we can, dismantle this military, industrial, pharmaceutical, telecommunication complex piece by piece. Because it's been, like we said, it's been doing its thing, and we've been letting it slide for a very, very long time. Right, right. So yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. 
culmin- culmination to this conversation in my mind is that's what the American people have to do. They have to make those demands. They have to, we have to in some way, shape or form. And I was on uh, Dana Lausch's show on the blaze TV uh, years back even. And I said, it's going to come time when Americans are going to have to basically uh, pose uh, or pull off a, a tax revolt. They're going to have to, they have no choice. Um, short of a civil war, they're going to have to pull off a tax revolt and bring the government to its knees and and make these demands. And that those are the demands that, that I said, you know, and um, and it's come to that. It's come to that. I, you know, that was God, that's been, you know, five years ago, six years ago or something like that. I was on her show or whatever yeah. and, and saw this saw this all coming exactly how it's pl- playing out. And people have called us lunatic, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> You know, you know, you know the, whether they say the difference between insanity and genius is success. Well, I hate to say it. We were right all along because I didn't want to be right about all this. I really didn't. But I knew I was. No, nobody wanted to be right about any of this. But right. it's you know what they have to. You know what? And I, I, you know, I love it when they say conspiracy theory. No, it's this is when you speak about the truth. They call it conspiracy theory. So, you know, it's not conspiracy. And, and people don't up. even understand. That, yeah. People don't understand that the word conspiracy is, Jeff. Oh, I mean, it's just one or more people, two or more people getting together. We conspired to get here today. But again, yeah. I, you know, it's a test. It it's a testament to people's humanity. And I say it or their ignorance that they just don't see how deep and dark it can get. And fortunately or unfortunately, through these 130 hours or different episodes we've done, not only did we come with a background of having researched how dark the shit can get when we have these experts on and people on that like yourself that that verify and let us know. Yeah, it, it does get that dark. So people just need to. Just kind of like Pat has said before, kind of think like a criminal for a second. Think, go to the dark side for a minute to think how they think, because you know they have no problem taking a lot of us out to achieve achieve their larger end, and we're going to see it play out here, ladies and gentlemen. Like AI, the smart grid, Skynet, it's coming, and they have oh, no the problem. Division, the division that they're causing. You know, think about it. I didn't think they could divide us any further. I mean, look, they kept telling us. I mean, you've got to hate a, you've got to hate Muslims. Muslims are bad people. They're doing terrorist acts. Uh, when it was, you know, our intelligence community, our, our intelligence community was footing the bill um, to to build these terrorist organizations, and it, it, it was nuts. You know, dividing us via sex, dividing us via color, race, um, religion, and now they figured out to divide us with COVID nineteen. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's. Uh... They're always playing both sides of the fence, always. And that's, you know, that's what gave me the awakening when I was working on Wall Street is like, wow, this is, it's all BS. It's all bullshit. And that's a huge part of it. That the solution, Pat, like you were saying, solutions, part of the waking up is is getting out of that right-left paradigm. You can be conservative about things. You can be liberal about certain things if you need to, but don't let that blind you from realizing kind of the larger game at hand don't be that person who's like oh my god trump's so amazing or obama's so amazing have you seen him with people like they're all working for a very very dark overlord or overlords and they're just doing their part they're playing their role they're supposed to make you think that they give a fuck so but who are those overlords but who are those overlords yeah who i mean the glo- i mean if, i've always said if you know their names then they're they're not really running shit everybody's just kind of tentacles of a much larger beast 
I mean, we could call them whatever yeah. you want. The Illuminati, globalist architects of this society. I mean, these, these bloodlines. Well, the Rockefellers, the, the yeah. Rothschilds. But again, these people. They, they, are, they are, you know, almost bag boys to the larger, you know, black nobility, whatever you want to call them. I mean, they're just errand boys to the people who really, really run shit. But it almost doesn't even matter because, you know, we just have to wake up to the larger game that's afoot to enslave well, all of us, man. Yeah. No, well, listen, at the end of the day, we're going to have to unify like minds together, create our own communities together, because if if this stuff doesn't disperse or break up somehow and get back to a normal way of life and a normal way of a financial system and uh, love of man and God, I don't know. I was always taught, hey, love your neighbor, love God, you know, love country you know, appreciate the dollar, respect the dollar, you know, you work hard for it. Don't go gambling it, you know, whatever, like let it, you know, do something with it. Right. 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 But these, these guys above us, they don't care about anything. I mean, you know, uh, the, you know, the, there was a, uh, the guy, John Ash, who was, uh, worked at the UN when they were going to testify against the, uh, the, the Clinton foundation for, uh, embezzling, uh, $2.2 billion, uh, out of Haiti. Um, hmm. You know, the guy lives in my town, <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, they went to, the FBI was going to come pick him up that morning. So he's going to go downtown Manhattan to testify. And they found him crushed with barbells on his neck. Right. And um, oh, I know, saw that the black, black dude, black gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm familiar so, with that. Yeah. So, you know, poor guy, you know, and I got buddies of mine who are cops in towns and um, I'm asking, I'm like, hey, you know, what happened? Like, you know, they're like, what do you mean? I mean, like. He didn't die that way. He's like, well, we don't know because they told us to lay off, <laughs> you know. Jeez. So, but that's the narrative. They said, oh, he had an accident, but there was no investigation. They came in, cleaned him up, got him out, and that's it, you know. A lot of so, accidents around those people. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, but yeah, the big picture is people are going to have to wake up. We have to educate people. I, I, you know, we need to run into a multi, multi millionaire or a billionaire who wants to make us a pet project and get the word out there a lot more to, to unify the American people against that left, right paradigm game that they're running on us, uh, educate people. And, and, uh, through, I'm telling you, the only way is tax revolt or civil war. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm telling you right now, um, unless you guys see another smarter, uh, less painful way. I, I don't know because, uh, to be able to make demands like we, we demand a gold standard term limits, kill the federal reserve, rescind the Patriot act, national defense yeah, authorization think- act. We're, we're never going to wake necessarily yeah. everybody up, but I think people have more, and I've said this before on the show, Epstein really read, what happened to Epstein really read put a lot of people who aren't even conspiracy theorists. This whole thing, millions of people out of work and just the collapse of society based off you know shitty numbers, people are more and more willing to hear more alternative yeah. versions of history, if you will, because we're, they're seeing that these fuckers on the mainstream media lie to them over and over again, and they always have some agenda. So I think there is... Pat, what you said, there is an option of that, and it's definitely a distinct possibility the further we get down the road. But again, I would like to wake people up with ideas. So, Because right now, our, our silence equals the acquiescence. Like you said, what Miriam said, this only works if we participate in this. But the only way we're going to stop participating in it if we all just kind of start waking up, and then we wake up our kids and our kids' kids. And then we just don't participate in the machine anymore. It's useless. Don't participate in the vaccine. Participate in tax pain. Don't, don't participate in any of it. Right. Yep, without a doubt. That's, yeah, that's really that's really the way. And I'm telling you, you want to you want to put a target on your back. We just did again <laughs> for the umpteenth freaking again. time. 
Yeah, we've been talking like this for a long time. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for him. I said, I've said to Jeff numerous times. I said, look, they're either going to come get us and scoop us up, deplatform us, whatever they're going to do, or they're going to come a couple guys in suits and they're going to go, listen, um, this is what you're going to say from now on. Now on, you're going to go ahead and take the right, the right side of the aisle, and you're going to push that narrative, and you're going to shut up about all this other shit. And here's some money, or you get a bullet. You know, that's that's basically. Look, I'll take the money if any CIA folks are listening. Want to come pay us? You pay me, you pay me a couple million dollars a year. I'll say what you want, brother. He just he just went he just went old school. You went old school Ted DiBiase from the WWE, man. Everybody has a price for the million dollar man. Yes, yes. What, oh, no, that was Paul Orndorff who had Mr. Number Wonderful. Hell yeah, dude. Short. Without a doubt. Man, Gordon, tell you what, bro. And I, when Pat teased you a little bit during the other day, I was like, holy shit, can you get that guy on? Because it's really good to speak to someone who's been on the inside. Pat and I beat the drum all the time of how the right-left thing is bullshit. We both might have you know certain leanings politically, et cetera, but you know, we definitely try not to let that define who we are necessarily and to look past the curtain and the pay no attention to the man behind the curtain type thing. We need, really need that from somebody who's been there. As long as you have New York, the belly of the fucking beast, you've seen it all go down. So I really appreciate you coming on and giving us that insight, and hopefully it it, help, it resonates with people, man, because they're, they're playing us like a fucking fiddle. Oh, they are, they are, and I really appreciate you guys having me on the show and everything else, and, and look, you know, everything I say came from the heart. This is what happened to me, um, and then this is the awakening that I had, so I would think differently and do more research so I could just figure out what's going on, because back in the 90s, these shows weren't on. Like, I had had to do it all by myself and figure it out. You know? We didn't, right. didn't have the real internet. We didn't have podcasts. For sure. We didn't have Twitter. We didn't have YouTube. So you, you know, had to look thing, for it. Yeah. So, this, you know, mine was the old school way doing research and figuring things out. And, you know, but the nice thing is there are people here in, in the Northeast, in New York, that think like the Midwest, down South, that are on the same page like us. And, you know, thank God for that. And and then and there's a little bit of a coming out party from people who used to think the other way. And now exactly. are like, hey, look, you know, maybe some of your stuff isn't so far off. And, you know, I hope you guys keep up the message, keep up the great work. Uh, love to be on the show again sometime again. And, and uh, yeah. you know, we'd love to you know, have you, man. As this as this travels down the road, Gordon, as this travels down the, the road and, and unwinds more and, and uh, financial financial hardship starts to set in even deeper and deeper we definitely want to have you back on um and you know depending on if they form if they if they do create the the gold back treasury note if they don't what the transition looks like from behind the scenes and have you back on to talk more about that in depth yeah great i, I look forward to that and don't forget what pat said about your billionaire friends who might want a pet project <laughs> don't worry uh, there's plenty of them out there Gordon I appreciate you brother Pat love you my man ladies and gentlemen this has been another banger stay tuned peace and so much love there will always be more <laughs>